There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. You know what time it is. It's my favorite time of the week. Yeah. And that is when we shout out our patrons because boy, oh boy, do I love them a lot. And I think you guys agree that they fucking rule. They, I super agree. They rule. They fucking rule. <laughs> our patrons rule. And I love to shout them out. I love to shout them Mm-mm. out. They're so special to us. They live in our hearts and our minds. And um, I can't wait to rent free. Uh, rent free they all live rent free in our mind no actually they pay some money <laughs> um and i can't wait <laughs> to get to say their names out loud and uh first up we have our champions for actors rights there's only one this week she is our number one champion linnea nelson thank you so much Thank you, Linnea. You're going to have to do some heavy lifting. Solo champion. Solo champion. <laughs> I'm so sorry if it's Linnea. I hope we're saying these right. I hope we say the, everyone's names Yeah, correctly. sometimes sometimes it's, you know, we just have to go with our guts. If we said your name wrong ever and you're mad about it, just write us a little email and we'll shout you out again. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll shout you out again. Correct as pronunciation. we said, we love to do it. We love to say your names out loud. <laughs> And we'd love to say it again correctly if we've said it wrong. So yes, yes, yes. Please give us the opportunity to say your name again. I would love that. If that's mm-hmm. what you want, we would love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else we love is to shout out this next group of people. What else we love? Is that what I said? Anyway, this group of people. <laughs> words is hard today. It's just too hard. It really is. But you know what's not hard is loving these vessel heads. And I do. I Amen. love them as much as they love vessels which i hope is a lot um and they are <laughs> caroline stewart jackie elder bill Hader ginsburg Woo-hoo! certainly a, a birth name um uh 100 uh rick combs alexis bletcher and trice sanders who used to be a champion for actors rights and is now getting on board with the vessel heads you love to see it Welcome aboard, welcome Trice. Aboard. <laughs> welcome aboard. And all the rest and of the vessel the heads. You welcome aboard. Oh, and um, our our next group of patrons that we just got to thank so hard. I'm going to thank them really hard. Thank them so hard. <laughs> uh, they are Keaton Smith, Crystal, John Walsh, and Allison S. And they have joined Tony fucking Collette's inner circle. Ooh. And you may notice, listeners, um, none of those people are our parents. So it's open to all. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Open. it's open to all. Yeah. It's a great opportunity for everybody. It's, it's really such a good opportunity to get in on the ground to live floor. Low rent, low rent in our minds. And so if you want to live low rent in our minds, anywhere from $2 to $10 a month, <laughs> uh, you're going to head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW podcast and uh, sign up to be a patron and we'll shout you out on a future episode. And who fucking wouldn't want that? It's, <laughs> I it's can't so cool. not wanting it. It's, it's really special. Um, we love you guys. Enjoy the episode. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to 
Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I am also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love scary movies, and I love telling Henley and Emily about them and freaking them out. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. She loves it. Um, She loves to freak out her friends. (laughs) Um, What's up with us, everyone? How are you? My friends, um, I, you know, I don't have I don't have much, but I just want to do a quick um, announcement that Robert Pattinson has tested negative for covid. Oh, my God. <laughs> he has oh, been. He has been cleared. They have resu- resumed filming on the Batman and I'm just breathing a big sigh of relief. <laughs> wow, that's I'm so glad I didn't know until just now and I got to experience that. Yeah, this is the way I would want to find out. So <laughs> yeah, um, wow. I was pretty thrilled to hear it. And so that's yeah, just the, the highlight of my day. Um, and I mm-hmm. thought I'd share it with Huge. you guys. <laughs> Lift everybody's spirits. Huge. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I feel so much better now. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I have kind of an interesting thing. So um, there is an article that came out this week in The New Yorker that's about my hometown. Um, And it's written by a girl who I grew up with, but I never I never really knew her. She was a few years older than me. Her name's Casey Kep. Um, And um, she's a woman, not a girl. Um, anywho, so (laughs) it's about, it's about this, uh, ongoing controversy in my town that has been really kind of fascinating to watch unravel, which is the fact that there's a Confederate statue, um, outside of the courthouse and Mm. it is, um, it basically, the town has been um, protesting it and wanting it to come down. And yeah. with um, everything going on this summer and the George Floyd protest, it finally felt like it was actually going to come down. It felt like they were finally going to do something about it. Right. But the town council just voted to keep it up. Of course they did. Oh, my God. I know. Guys, government and is bad. <laughs> government yeah. is government is bad and it's it's it was so shocking that they voted to keep it up i was honestly totally floored that still they are insisting that it remain and to part of part of this whole story is that i'm from the eastern shore of maryland and grew up in the same town where frederick douglas was a slave yeah and it took um it took until like 2011 for them to put a statue of Frederick Douglass in front of the courthouse. And that now oh. s- sits next to the Confederate statue. Jesus. And, but when they put when they put up the statue of Frederick Douglass, they um, made a law that no statue could be taller than the Confederate statue. So it's this like small version of Frederick Douglass next to the confederate statue guys oh that's worse than like not uh, doing it at all (laughs) it's like here's your little we did a little statue 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so, first of all, it's insane that it took them that long to even put the statue mm. up. Right. And then, second of all, it's crazy that they refuse to take this Confederate statue down. And anyway, there's a, a kind of a really good article about um, the history of racism on the eastern shore of Maryland and specifically um, around this debate that's going on. And I was excited to see it in a national magazine. I was yeah. excited to see it in the New Yorker. Yeah. Um, Good. I mean, that's fucked up. That boils my blood. Okay. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. Dang. No, that's fascinating. I want to read that article, and that's really infuriating that they didn't. It's a really, it's really, yeah, as a white person who has been completely fucking oblivious to a lot of things that have been right in front of her. It's just another example of like, oh, the town I'm from is so extremely racist. Yeah. And, um still is it still is yeah yep yeah they literally had an opportunity to do this like a very small thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) like honestly taking down a statue is is a pretty small thing right to do um that's really disappointing Mm -hmm. i'm mad it's incredibly disappointing emily what's going on with you i mean not much honestly so Sorry. Um, I think I know something. Well, I, I talked about it last week and, you know, and well, so I finished, finished my bathroom. Um, huge news. Finished my bathroom renovation. I do feel very insane because that room is not well ventilated and I've been in it for several days painting everything like the ceiling, everything. <laughs> and I feel very bad. Um, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. physically, I don't feel great, but. I'm very happy. I'm very happy with my bathroom. It's my favorite. It's my favorite room I've ever been in. It looks amazing. <laughs> um, it's not, but I really love it. I, it's my favorite room in my, in my apartment, and I'm honestly, it, I'm really thrilled. I'm just really thrilled. It might be the best thing I've ever done. Um, so I finished my bathroom. Yeah, but we'll have to post a picture. Yay! We'll post a picture of I'll it. I'll post pictures. And a listener... Uh, sent me a video of uh, she has a bathroom that she painted absurdly pink and that was so cool to see you two are gonna start a trend we're gonna start a trend pink bathrooms um i hate i really hated it yesterday before it was finished and i was like oh no i've made a huge mistake and then i finished it and now i love it so um hell yeah that's that's pretty much it um uh i love it i can't wait to be able to go in there and have my destination wedding there yeah, you can get married in my bathroom. Um, Henley, it turns out we're not pushing your wedding. It's happening on Saturday in my bathroom. Get back to L.A. Um, it's happening. Um, all right. Let's get into this week's movie, which is Tenebrae. It came out in 1982, written and directed by Dario Argento, starring Anthony Franciosa, John Saxon, Daria Nicolodi, Giuliano Gemma, and uh, Christia Boremio. Good job, Sammy. Thank you. I tried. I don't have a great Italian uh, accent. I don't know whether this is really embarrassing, but I had never heard of this film before doing it this week. Yeah. On this podcast. Um, yeah. Neither had I. But Emily, why don't you tell us who had heard of it? <laughs> <gasps> I'll tell you who had heard of it because we have a guest this week and we're so thrilled. He is an actor and a comedian, and just one of my dearest friends, uh, Peter Banifaz. Yes. Hello. Hi, Peter. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Oh, my much. gosh. 
Um, Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. First of all, shout out to Robert Pattinson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Indeed was fantastic news. Batman is back. Yes. <laughs> Batman yes. is back. Batman is back. We're all breathing uh, a big sigh of relief. Can't stop the Batman, you know? A big few. Yeah, huge few. No, no <laughs> huge few. And also congratulations on the bathroom, boo. Like I could, I could <gasps> see you. it's like when you create something that you live in and it's by your own hand and like craft and skill, that's a big deal, which is really cool. So I'm happy for you. Thank um, you. I'd love to do something like that. I have yet to, but. Yeah. Have you been I, doing uh, any DIY projects during quarantine? I haven't. Um, no, I haven't. Uh, but I wanted, there is, a, there is a DIY project I'd like to do which is uh, I'd like to uh, get a new uh, washer and then install it myself. Ooh, um, that yeah. sounds tough, but rewarding. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's probably why I haven't done it yet. It's, yeah. It sounds really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's not that tough, apparently. Um, it's just, just going to be difficult picking it up and attaching it to the place where like the hose yeah. goes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I guess we'll see, yeah. Um, there's a reason I guess why I haven't done it yet because I, I was planning to do it like literally since April. Um, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> done it yet. That happens. That yeah. happens. <laughs> well, one thing you have been doing in, in quarantine is I'm going to give a little plug, producing some of the very best Instagram content there is. Oh my God. Um, so, sweet so friends, you've got to make sure we'll, we'll post some stuff. You've got to make sure to follow Peter because he's really bringing a lot of joy. Thank you so in much. In this time. Um, and, uh, I'm just really bored too. So like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of times I'm just bored and then I'll just make a video. Cause like, uh, yeah, I really don't have a, much, anything better to do a lot of times. Like if, if I have some work, take care of that. Or if I have exercise, like, like if, if I have exercise, I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, if, uh, you know, um, I get a chance to work out and blah, blah, blah. But other than that, it's kind of just like just sitting in my house and yeah, it's a weird time. You. Yeah. Do you like watching horror movies? Do you like watching scary movies? I do. I love horror movies. Like Halloween is literally my favorite time of the year. Like I love the whole horror genre ever since I was mm-hmm, a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm so sad. Halloween this year is basically canceled ish. It's going to be yeah, a much. bummer. It is going to be a bummer. Um, but I mean, I, one thing I love doing Halloween, uh, like that whole month is just watching as many scary movies as I can. So it's yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. can still do that kind of shit. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. do the like 31 days of Halloween challenge where you try to watch one every day? Kind of, not like a fish. I guess I didn't officially do it like that where it's like one a day, but I try to watch as many as I can during that time. It just feels like more fun. It just feels more festive when it's like Halloween and mm-hmm, you're constantly mm-hmm. watching scary shit. Mm-hmm. You feel like a kid almost, yeah. Wait, so have you never been, have you, you've liked horror movies ever since you were a little kid. You were you yeah, ever yeah. like really scared of them? Did you yeah, know these yeah. were you? Oh, definitely. When I was you, a little you just kid. Like, you just like being scared. You like, like the feeling of it. I do like being scared. I, I, I was like, I think I saw my first like horror little like snippet thing when I was probably like seven or eight or maybe like seven. Yeah, something like that. And like, I remember it scared me, but also intrigued me. And it just sort of like, mm. when I used to go to the video stores, like when we used to rent videos back in the days, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I go to Blockbuster and I go to like the horror section and then look at the back of all the films and like, um, but then I'd also get nightmares and then like try to like sleep with my mom and shit like that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> those yeah. Were- See, when I was a kid, I would like 
if I was in a video store and I accidentally saw like a horror movie cover, I'd be like, oh no, no, no. Like I would like freak, I would like avoid <laughs> those aisles. And if I somehow accidentally ended up in one, it was like a whole thing. And I like had uh, to get out. That's so funny. Very different experience. <laughs> what was the first like horror movie you saw that you remember? Man, so here's a weird thing. The first horror movie thing I remember is that it was like a compilation tape that somebody had taped a bunch of different scenes from different horror movies. <laughs> and for some reason, we had this tape. Was it just and like a spoiler reel? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was only the ending. Most important parts of everything. Really? No, it was like, no, 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 no. It was just like, it was okay. There was a scene from um, Ghostbusters 1 in there. And then there was a scene from like, um, Nosferatu in there. And then there okay. was a scene from uh, something black and white. I remember, uh, I mean, this was literally when I was, I think, yeah, like six or seven. So it's like, I just remember sort of images, but it yeah. was just, and none of them were scary. It wasn't like a cra- it was, like Evil Dead wasn't on there. Like some of like the famous like scary movies of back in the day weren't there. It was very tame stuff, but I remember it scared the shit. Oh, Clash of the Titans. There was a scene from Clash of the Titans, which is not even a horror film, but like, right, it was kind of like a scary thing, I guess. But um, yeah, that was the first thing I've seen. So it's like the, I guess the first horror or monster, whatever thing I remember from movie was from Clash of Titans. I specifically mm-hmm. remember the uh, Medusa character. Ooh, Medusa's scary. Um, yeah, it was scary. Medusa even though scary. that film's like an adventure film, but that right. shit was scary. Yeah. Um, but you liked it and you were like, I got to find more, more comp- of this. compilation clips like this. One. <laughs> yeah, I was like, PD boy likes. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Um, but I would get scared. So my mom wouldn't want me to watch it because she'd be like, then you're going to not be able to sleep. Sure. Like sure. That, so. Now you're a grown up and you can watch it if you want. Yeah. That, and that's what I tell my mom. Every, day. <laughs> every time we speak, I tell her that. Um, I have an out of left field question for you. And it's that I, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like you have been in the vicinity of Matthew Reese. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (gasps) Yes, We love Matthew Reese. We're all pretty obsessed with Matthew Reese. Nice. Um, So I guess the question is, what does he smell like? Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of give us everything you've got. (laughs) Well, uh, let me see. What does he smell like? That's, that's the only thing. That's really the only that's thing you guys have asked me. Know. Was, um, <laughs> I didn't smell him, but you know what? He didn't smell bad. So, like, I feel like oh, that's, yeah, that checks out. He shows the pro. But honestly, he is such a nice, just such a gentleman and just friendly oh, to yeah. everybody. Friendly to everybody. <laughs> just an absolute pro. Uh, yeah. It, it was a real pleasure working with him. I only worked with him for like two days, but um, I, uh, yeah, he's just such a nice guy. Just, I love to hear that. I'm very happy. So it was on Perry Mason, right? Listeners, check out yeah, Perry, yeah. Perry Mason. Yes, check out Perry Mason. Little, uh, I, was in, I was in episode seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was just, it was a great time. Uh, the whole cast, the, the producers, director, everybody was great. But Matthew Reese is like, I feel like, on a set like that, or, or on any set, the star kind of sets the tone for how other people act and behave and the vibe. And like his vibe is so good that everybody's vibe sort of just ended up Ooh. being great. Oh, hell yeah. That is, that is so great. You know, actually today, <laughs> today my mom turned to me and said, 
Did you know that the couple from the Americans is a couple in real life? <laughs> um, it's basically the only thing that we know. It's the only it's thing. Like, it's, it's, we talk it's, about it's it all the time. Real estate in my brain. It's like a huge chunk of my brain is just Matthew Russell or Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell. I've just combined them. Uh, Matthew Russell. It's like I've watched a lot of YouTube compilations of them. Yes. So yes. proud, proud of it and it's kind of cool and progressive he took her night he took her last name he took her name and and (laughs) what i decided in my brain is that he did that welcome to cocktail hour this week's cocktail is a negroni it's a classic cocktail we're doing a classic film set in italy negronis are red negronis are delicious hey sometimes you just gotta make it something straightforward so for a negroni pretty simple it is equal parts gin campari and sweet vermouth you usually do one one and one you're going to stir all ingredients with ice and strain into a chilled rocks glass over ice and garnish with an orange twist uh Hopefully you have had this drink before. If not, oh my God, go make it. It's really just a lovely, lovely cocktail. Perfect for sipping, picturing yourself in Italy, hopefully not being murdered. Cheers. Peter, why this, why this movie in particular? What, is this a movie you've loved for a long time? Yeah, this is a film I, I liked for a long time. A friend of mine who's like a big time film buff introduced me to this, uh, to this film. I had never even heard of Dario Argento. This is like 10 years ago. Um, and, uh, I, the, just the style, the, 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 the stylized, the stylized, I was about to say stylized style. I mean, just sort of like, <laughs> it's a very stylized piece. Uh, it, it just, it's very sort of like fun and in your face. The music is really interesting. The music it's like, is so good. Yeah. It's so like goblins, which if I don't know if any listens, I'm sure some of you listeners know about the goblins, which is like, they're this Italian disco group that yeah. made a lot of different beats for these type of films mm-hmm. and i um i think these type of films are called giallo or giallo yes. or, yeah yeah giallo, giallo giallo i don't know how to say it either but it means yellow in italian <laughs> oh okay um and i guess like this genre of horror subgenre of horror is like basically it's like italian slasher films yeah ultra violent um and uh yeah but they they have a certain vibe to them. They have sort of like a hip vibe to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's you you guys have done a lot of, and I've seen a lot of the. You guys already done a lot of the classics, and this feels like it's a lesser known classic, but yeah. definitely a classic. Yeah, I had never heard cool. of it. Dario Argento, his 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 most famous film, I'd say, is Suspiria, which we haven't sure, done yeah, yet. Yeah. Um, which is a movie I that title I've heard of, but I also know nothing about it. Right. But I don't think I would have guessed that it's like an 80s Italian horror. Well, they remade it recently, right? Maybe that's why they did remake it recently. Right, Yes. Yes. That's why I've heard of it more so than the original. Right. Um, Um, Suspiria was apparently Dario Argento's first like successful film when it first came out back in the days. Um, And I think this one, a lot, some people arguably feel that this was his best film like his mm. best crafted film most well-crafted film yeah mm-hmm. I, I had never was a- i had never seen it um and i had also never heard of it and i am really happy that you picked it because i loved it and it was so oh, good great. and it is it's kind of like a film schooly film like I, I went to film school so i felt like i was 
back nice. in film school. It's got some like Hitchcock vibes and like the colors are so beautiful and the cinematography is really cool for this time. There's like one like tracking shot that's, I mean, I think they literally teach it in film school. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, it was really cool. I'm glad that you picked it. A fun one. Awesome. People um, who are unfamiliar with this podcast and don't necessarily like scary movies ask me all the time. They're like, aren't you worried you're going to run out of movies to do? And it's it's just not ever going to happen. No, There's just, no way. Yeah, it's, I have it's so many. I have the opposite thing. <laughs> I have the opposite anxiety where I'm like, how are we going to have time to do all of these movies? This podcast is going to have to go on for our whole lives. <laughs> to talk our, about whole our whole lives. <laughs> our whole lives. There's a lot of horror movies. Yeah. I'm very excited. Are we going to watch the trailer now? Oh, no, we do trivia. I don't really have any trivia. I do have one trivia. You have a trivia? I do have one trivia about this. Oh, yeah. I just learned this, that um, a lot of people feel... feel, So he was criticized heavily. um, He was like, your films, basically, you're you're constantly just killing um, really attractive women, and it's sort of like tasteless. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think he took that to heart, and he felt disrespected, and he felt like judged and like not understood or whatever. And so uh, some people feel this film was extra violent as a, mm. as a F you to the critics and <laughs> stuff like that. And so, because what's interesting is like, definitely there are elements of his film where you're like, huh, yeah. Like I could see sort of like classic, like slasher, sort of like, uh, like scantily, scantily yeah, clad scantily, women, sc- boobs. Right. <laughs> but then a lot of times, but, yeah, boobs, but uh, then a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times the, the heroine is, uh, are, are women in his films. So it's mm-hmm. like, it, there's this weird progressive slash sexist duality to his stuff, which mm-hmm. I can totally understand the criticism. And then I can understand like, well, no, I guess his ver. No, I mean, he probably. It, it, yeah, uh, most of it is pretty sexist stuff, I guess. But, um, but it. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> one part. There's one part that made me mad, and we'll talk about it when we get there. But. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay. Should we watch this trailer? <clears throat> yes. Let's watch nice. the trailer. <laughs> I've read all your books, Mr. Neal. The book deals with a murder committed with an old-fashioned open razor, right? This girl, too, was killed with a razor, and your book's pages stuffed into her mouth. I wish I'd never written that book. You don't mean that. I've made charts. I've tried building a plot the same way you have. I've tried to figure it out, but... I just have this hunch that something is missing. A tiny piece of the jigsaw. Somebody who should be dead is alive, or... Somebody who should be alive is already dead. Explain that. You know, there's a sentence in a Conan Doyle book. When you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. All right. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. There's a lot of knives in this, and um, Emily, you are not—you are not, not going to be okay. 
especially I don't I do not like the look of that straight razor. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That was a wild trailer. That was a long trailer. It's yes, a long trailer. Very long. Yeah, trailers are are different, different in, now in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It definitely looked beautiful. I have a feeling just from that trailer. I was like, ooh, I'm getting a lot of some some style inspiration from mm-hmm. these Italian women who all look way cool. Yep. Um, we got saw some boobs in the trailer. Yeah, not often that right you see the trailer. boobs in the trailer. Not often you get that in the trailer. No, that's um, that sh- shocked me. <laughs> and a lot of just straight up, there is a, there is definitely a lot of violence in the trailer in a way that it was like, hmm. It freeze frames on a woman with her throat slit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and was that, that's the music from the movie that was in the trailer? Yeah, that, was fun. that song rules. Yeah, yeah that, that song cool. uh, That song is starts from the opening credit sequence and then kind of comes and goes again uh, throughout it. And then the song that it ends on, kind of, um, is also in it. Uh, yeah, it's just that, that the music really adds to this film. So like just in general, Dario Argento films, they kind of have that. It's like you feel like the music almost doesn't fit the film but, or the scene. But right. when you actually watch it, it does in its own mm-hmm. crazy way. Yeah. 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 The music was a, a real highlight. Ooh. Okay. All right. So should we, should we get into it? Should we dive right in? I think we should do it. It's the bleakest time of the year. So you know what that means? We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker. So you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website. And put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, so some of the basics of this film is, uh, so this guy, Peter Neal, he's an American author, and uh, he writes like, just like very intense horror, horror books, like violent horror books, but he's like famous all around the world, and he comes to, to uh, Italy to promote his, his latest work, and he comes with his, uh, his assistant and his literary agent, his assistant, I have it here. His assistant was, what was it? Amy? Oh, yeah, his and, aunt. And, and Bulmer is his agent. And Bulmer, yeah. And so also, oh, and also, um, he doesn't know this, but his, uh, his ex-wife or, um, mm. I, I, I never understood if it was his ex-wife or it was his, his wife that he didn't talk to anymore. or Right, uh, a, a, a slighted... Some- some sort of estrangement. An, an ex, yeah, an ex of yeah. some sort. Certainly an, an ex, an estrangement. And then um, she basically kind of follows him there. Uh, but, like, we don't realize in the beginning, like, what's going on. We're just kind of in the airport. We see her. And, and then um, so he comes and he comes there to promote the, 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 uh, the book. And unrelated to him coming, I mean, unrelated to his particular story at the moment, somewhere else, across town this like young woman goes in to a store and shoplifts and um then they catch her and there's this this weird exchange with the with the police officer where she's like basically if you let me go i'll have like sex with you and then it cuts (laughs) and the officer's like this and it cuts to then her walking out of the uh office and then basically cops like okay we'll see you later like but like basically i guess he he agreed or something yeah, it just feels very. Strange. I love my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. the dude's like easily twenty something years, thirty years older than her. And then, uh, so what happens is, then we kind of follow her to her house, and turns out someone's watching her outside the house. And then they, mm-hmm. the person breaks in and slashes her throat. And the song that that is during the scene is very dope. It's like, wow, that is a bad last day of your life. Yes. Yeah, um, that sucks. I remember when I first saw this scene, like I was like, oh, wow. And then when the music start, the music kicks in when she gets her like throat slit. And it's such a weird. It makes you just go, huh? Like, does this music belong in this? T- right. I don't know. It's it's really, really interesting. So that happens. And then police are all, all over it. One thing that happens is they put we see that the killer is like shoving pages of the book. The the title of the book that Peter has written is Tenebrae, which means darkness in Latin. Um, And we see that the killer is ripping out pages of Tenebrae and shoving them in the girl's mouth as he's slitting her throat. Right. Also, also during this time, another thing that starts happening is like, as as the audience, we keep seeing like these sort of this flashback to this like particular situation, like years and years ago. It's like a it's this young uh, attractive woman with, uh, with these like young attractive men all laughing together, mm-hmm. and then it, it sort of cuts to like one of the men slapping 
the woman mm-hmm. uh, for whatever God knows why. And then the other dudes get mad and they chase him down and they like, you know, they kind of beat him up and they throw him on the ground. And then it cuts to her putting her, the heel of her, of her red shoe, like in his mouth, mm-hmm. like, and then basically humiliating him and right. everyone's laughing and stuff like that. And so this flashback keeps coming and in the beginning to the middle, we really don't understand what it is and why. And then we'll, okay. we'll find out. And this actress, um, this actress that plays this woman is trans, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, really? That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. That is pretty also cool. Also for, yeah, for 82. I mean, even for now, but. Right. Yeah. It's crazy that even for now, it's still progressive. Uh, that's how that we still have so much yet to go. Years. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. 40 years later, not much progress. Yep. We got yeah. a ways to go. Um, and in, on crazy because on Wikipedia in this film it describes the um, that she orally rapes him with her high heeled oh. uh, shoe, and that definitely makes it sound uh, yeah yeah it's like Oof. yeah she forces her shoe in the mouth so that's a, like really big deal right and then okay. um, so mean, meanwhile our our hero is there um, and he's kind of doing his thing and then like uh, he gets a wind of the the what's happened. And the fact that the pages of his book were in the uh, in the victim's mouth, so then now he's kind of automatically involved, and he needs, you know, he's trying to figure out okay, what's going on. And there's an Italian detective who also is on the case. He connects with um, with Peter, and basically together they sort of set out to sort of solve this crime. Right. Um, I mean, the, the Italian, the the detective. His main objection is the objective is to solve a crime. Um, I, and it feels like the author's main objective is to sort of like promote the book, but at the same time figure out exactly what it's going, what's happening, and then somehow prove that it has nothing to do with his book. And it's because I because right. there's there's a part yeah. where he gets criticism from somebody from like a reporter that hey your your books are too violent um, mm-hmm. or violent against women is that do they specifically yes, say violent yes. against women yes yes there's a, a a female reporter that yeah says why why is there they're sexist i think she calls the book sexist and he gets defensive mm-hmm. um, and yeah at the beginning when he meets the detective detective's name is germani detective germani and it's it's kind of at first kind of seeming like maybe he's a suspect but then he's like well i was on a plane from new york to rome when this happened Mm -hmm. so quickly the detective's like pretty good the detective's like okay okay that's interesting that that that's what the author the character is being accused of in the movie when with the trivia that Dario Argento made this movie perhaps as a response to similar criticism right 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 i thought that was interesting too a little meta Yeah, a little meta, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he finds out that his belongings have been vandalized. Right, and um, he finds out that his belongings have been vandalized. Uh, little did he know that the person who vandalized them with his what was his, his sort of his estranged <gasps> wife. Oh, um, okay. That she came to sort of Italy to to like to do that to him. He he did he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What he else? gets like an anonymous letter slipped under his hotel room door and a phone call from this seeming murderer while the detectives are still in the room and this this scene is in the trailer where he's like on the phone and the killer's voice is like you made it maybe one of the it sounded like voices. a woman 
it's it right. It's so it's creepy. It's very voice. whispery, and yeah, he says like ASMR. Yeah. Oh, it, it, like a horrible form of ASMR. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just yeah, it sounds horrible. Yeah. So they they know that the the killer knows that um, Peter is here, and I think the detective says something like, "Okay, he this is means he's probably going to strike again." Um, he's motivated by your book and it, I think we might have like a potential serial killer vibe on our hands. Right. It seems like someone and, who's like into doing these murders after your book. And then Peter's pretty much like, oh, that sucks, but, uh, well, got to promote my book. Uh, <laughs> so, but then more shit happens. Um, there is this like famous, uh, a uh, journalist, uh, um, and the film really makes it a point to, to let the audience know that she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, I think she's the one who inter- interviews him, right? And yes, says, yes. calls him sexist. Yes, and interesting mm. enough, she ends up, it, it's almost like, and oh yeah, of course she's a lesbian because she's got to, she hates men and she's like yep. a, a lesbian because it just felt like a <laughs> way... I think he's sexist. Right. It's like, what does she know? She doesn't even love men. Like, she could never. I don't know. Like, it felt something. Like, felt very on the nose, very on the right. nose sexist. But um, so that happens, and um, I believe this was the scene. There's this is like a very famous scene in, in, yeah. in the film where it basically there's this tracking shot that follows this um, the uh, the woman from her window to like different parts of like the building kind yeah of. um it's hard to describe it's but it's it's, it's like her very... and her girlfriend in the house i think they're girl they're like lovers right because they're like getting right, mad right. at each other there's there's something happening between them and yeah it's like a crane shot that goes up from from the reporter's window to the girlfriend's window in the second store and then moves back down and then kind of does like a full rotation in a way that you kind of don't know where you are for a second and you right. come back up kind of disoriented and we see hands with clippers cutting open the window. <gasps> Uh-oh. Ew. And we... I'm guessing these are dangerous looking clippers. Yes, and... They're not like your average, um, normal, safe clippers. No, like some garden shear looking clippers. And fun fact, all of the hands in this are Dario Argento's hands. So all, wow. these, all these POV shots are the director's hands, which is kind of cool. Fun. Interesting. Cool. Another fun fact. Oh, I believe that the, the actress who plays the assistant is Dario Argento's wife. Oh. In real life. Hmm. Anne, the one that plays Anne. I believe so, yeah. So, Anne, I just wanted to say, Anne and um, Peter have kind of a Frasier and Roz vibe, and I really liked That's Anne. That's great. I liked Anne. She's great. Yeah. She, yeah, she's great. Um, another thing that's also weird about this film is it feels like the entire thing was in Italian, and then yes. everybody redubbed, and even the English was redubbed. So right. it's, it's like... It be- it's out of sync pretty much the whole time yeah there were moments in the trailer <laughs> i was like wait his their lips are saying those words but it still isn't right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's right. funny but i got i actually got used to it kind of quick usually i mean I, I i don't like dubbing i don't prefer it but i got used to it and it was fine 
Right. Uh, another. So uh, in, in this. So in this killing of the journalist, this is another very famous scene in the movie. That's actually in the trailer too. The song is also really cool. It's by Goblins, and I believe the song is called "Flashing." Mm-hmm. I believe that's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then basically, again, uh, um, sort of. Uh, what was it? Did, is this scene? Did he stuff anything in, in her mouth in this scene? Well, he. She's like getting. She gets in her room, and you hear. <laughs> She hears the whisper, filthy slut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. And kind of like oh, hears it. I hate that. She pauses for a second because she hears it and looks a little creeped out. And then it's like, oh, well, I don't know what that is. And takes her shirt off <laughs> and is like pulling her shirt over her head. And then we see his hand come in behind, grab her from behind and slash her shirt. And so there's this kind of famous shot of the slit T-shirt and her scared face through the T-shirt. And then there's a blood splatter, and she she did. It feels like um, one thing is you'll see is like it feels like all these murders like it's they're very they're really shaming like they're sort of like like mm. how do you say like yeah, yeah, yeah. shaming and sort yes. of like somebody some this killer clearly has something with. Women and, and sexuality. T- this would have been a time where with like more homophobia too. Like I'm sure there's some of that. As well, I oh, think. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. So we're sort of seeing like the, the first woman get killed because she had sex with the cop, potentially, yeah. or like, oh, like that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Right. Right. And this one's a, is a is a lesbian, so it's like there's some type of weird uh, conservative shit going on. Mm, yeah. There's um, a one right way and amount to love men and sex and neither of these women are doing it right. <laughs> that's correct. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why this murderer is going around killing all of them. Uh, <laughs> the, let me see. Uh, where have, I have lost my train of thought here. Well, then, is that, they, they, yeah. then the killer like goes upstairs and kills that girlfriend who is naked and it's, it's kind of like her in her towel screaming, running. Right. And uh, he slices her back and she falls, oh, she falls through a, a window and he slices her neck as she falls and she falls backwards with her head like hanging off the window and her throat slit. That is the freeze frame from the trailer. Um, and I think it's the, the inspiration for the, for the cover of the film. <laughs> right, right. Okay, right. Absolutely. Are there, are there pages of the book involved? I don't in these think murders? so. I don't think, I don't think in this, this scene. No, I don't think in particular this one. Um, but he's uh, using a straight razor, which the, the, the mm. character in the book does as well. And then there was another murder after this, right? It was, P- it was Peter's uh, landlord. Uh, it's like the hotel owner's daughter, I daughter, think. Daughter, right, right. She, she like helps him. She's super cute. This is pr- probably where you were feeling your style inspiration from, Emily, in the trailer. She's in the trailer. She's got skirt. like a cute little mini skirt and a t-shirt. Yeah. She's, she's super cute. She helps him like fix his uh, hot water heater. And Anne comes in and kind of gives Peter a, a look afterwards like, oh, you don't waste any time like already hooking up with the locals. And he's like, oh, Anne, she was fixing my water heater like. The Fraser Ross dynamic, I just like it. Um, and and in the scene, or while they're still in the hotel, they see his ex through the hotel window, and they're kind of not sure if it was her. But they see her, they're like, "What the fuck? Like, was that your ex-wife driving by?" And like, so at, very... at this point, they don't know that she's 
there. Yeah, they don't know. Right. And and so Peter calls her to be like, no, that wouldn't have been her. Let me call her. And her voicemail, it goes to voicemail. And he's like, what the fuck? I think it was her. And she like speeds off. And they're just like, why the hell is my ex-wife here in Rome? Mm. That's weird. Which is weird. It's true. It's I'd weird. be like, what the hell? <laughs> I think I'd be pretty... I would, I would find it weird, personally. Yeah. I would find it weird, too. So then here comes a book reviewer. Uh, a book, I'm sorry, book reviewer's name was... Yeah. Cristiano? Cristiano Bird. So this guy is a book reviewer, and he's also, like, he's really... He's another guy that's kind of on Peter's ass and, like, is uh, very sort of just, like, very judgmental and, is, like, harshly criticizes the book. Seems that he's kind of like a weird ultra conservative like puritan type guy himself Mm -hmm. um which is like we're like huh that's that's weird because like he's got weird vibes yeah he's got really weird vibes i think he says something like your book is about like killing like the scum of the earth or something like that and he's like that's not what it's about like what are you talking about they like just have like a weird interaction where he's like this guy's fucking weird. Wait, does he just confront him? Do they have like a meeting together? No, it was like a scheduled like meeting, like interview type thing okay. where he's like, I'm writing an article okay. on your book or something. And it just goes kind of okay. weird. And then we get then we get the landlord daughter scene. Right. Uh, and then that's the scene where she she gets killed, too. It's so prolonged, though. This is the scene that I was <laughs> this is the scene that I was mad about. So, OK, first, she's like walking home after work. Um, and this is the girl in the cute skirt girl in the cute skirt. She like Great. hops on the back of someone's little motorcycle and gets dropped off near her house. I get, or no, he like makes a pass at her knees. She's like, let me off here. I'll walk the rest of the way walks. And then there's like a Rottweiler in through a fence that's barking at her. And this dog acting <laughs> Ooh, gives, a dog actor. <laughs> gives the dogs from the thing a run for their money. If I, if I recall my dog. Ooh. acting. So it's barking at her and it's jumping and it's like the fence is high, probably eight feet high. And this dog almost gets over it and it shows the shot. Like this isn't a special effect. This is just a very talented dog. <laughs> right. And determined to get this girl. So anyways, this, it goes into this long, he eventually gets over, it gets into this long dog chase. She, she has to hop a fence. It attacks her. It's on top of oh her. My she's, God. Like, she's like blocking with her hands. It, it shows it like biting her arms and like biting her legs. She's bleeding, like dripping blood on herself. Um, she, she kicks it and like gets away from it and gets into someone's backyard, which we have already seen. I think a scene that this is the killer's place. I think we've seen the scene of him like developing photos because so, he takes photos right, of each right, of his right, right. victims. So wow. is this just a coincidence that she got chased into the yard of the killer or yes. was this a masterminded plot by the killer? To- no, this is, this is just an unfortunate coincidence, I believe. He wasn't working with a genius dog. Is this movie secretly about a really smart dog? I mean, maybe the dog's the killer. We don't know yet. And the dog's name ends up being Tenebre. Uh, here Tenebre. Here Tenebre. Uh, and he, the dog is also terribly dubbed, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, all the barks are out of sync. <laughs> dog exactly hands and gloves uh, with the straight razor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
You're like, that's Wait, a honestly, I, what if, what if it was the dog? Oh, Why are there I no dog murderer movies? I guess it's Cujo, <laughs> but I want like a murderer, like a human murderer, but it's a dog. Anyway. Right. A human murderer, but it's a dog. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it no further humans, explanation necessary. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Yes, that is my complete pitch. Um, I have nothing else to say. That's what it says on all the posters. <laughs> That's a tagline. Human murder. <laughs> Just get it done, Hollywood. Get it done. Uh, okay, so so this young uh, uh, so, so this woman um, basically who runs through this 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 home. Well, guess what happens to her? Unfortunately, she oh, ends no. up dead. You guessed it. She ends up dead. <laughs> oh, um, but it's so prolonged, and she goes through so much. So it's like first she fights off this fucking dog for like five minutes. Then she's inside. She sees all the developed photos of the other dead women, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" Now I'm in a killer's house because she knows about this. This is in the news. She like very cleverly folds up all the photos, starts putting them in her pocket. She's like gathering evidence. She's like, oh, "I got to catch this guy," and like almost makes it out. And then uh, in the living room, we hear. Spy, filthy spy. Ew. <laughs> oh, this guy's weird. That voice I don't is like so that voice. creepy. It's really oh. creepy. Sounds Wait like Voldemort. Yeah. And another, oh, it's- another long chase. And it's just like this one goes on for a while too. So it just was like, it, it's you're with her for long enough to like be invested in her survival. So I was, I was pretty pissed when she died. Cause I mean, and that's, that's why they did it, I suppose. But because yeah, it sounds like all the other ones have just been pretty yeah, quick. You don't really care right. about them so much. How, however, one thing her murder does do, it sort of brings to light some of the uh, some of the, the same specifics as what happened with the the other murders. And basically, on a hunch, um, the the uh, the, the Italian detectives. Um, do we say that it's two detectives? Uh, we didn't, but I feel like the other one has like zero lines, but there are two. Yeah. It's a, it's a man and a woman. Uh, the man, I can't remember his name now. Germani? Yeah, Gianni, Germani. right? His name is Gianni. Germani. Ger- Ger- there is also a Gianni, so we got to be careful. <laughs> Wait, yeah, there's a Germani and a Gianni? Yeah, Germani okay. is the detective. Gianni is right. his is Peter's assist, like young assistant. Oh, right, right, right. right. We haven't Germani. really seen that much yet. No, we haven't really seen him yet. Uh, and uh, spoiler alert, he dies later. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, so Gianni, the, the not Gianni, sorry, god damn it, the, the, the Italian detective, yes, the Italian det- on a hunch, they're like, okay, they're like, bro, this guy, the, the, the same guy who's the, the uh, book critic. He's like showing this weird ass obsession with Peter's books and, and like. He's kind of like a, a, a bigot too. He's kind of like a sort of that puritanical conservative sort of. Um, Not a jump that this man would maybe murder women. Yeah, <laughs> we're, getting, we're feeling suspicious of this guy now. Let's yeah. maybe check him out. This guy, for cer- he certainly has some kind of hate and anger inside of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's going on with him. So they, they check out. So they come and they spy on him. And this is where, this is where we meet Gianni. So this is the young assistant. Yeah. So the young assistant comes. It was a young assistant that spies, right? And and Peter, they go together, and and they've kind of branched mm-hmm. off from the detective, though. I feel like they're kind right. of they're fancying themselves detectives, so they're like, we're gonna go solve. Well, more Peter. I feel like he's really leading the 
leading the chase and he's like, I'm a crime novelist, so I can probably solve crimes better than detectives. It's getting a little, a little ego trippy, but he's like, Johnny, come help me. Let's go spy on this guy. Right. And, and also, it just so happens that they found this, this woman's body in this guy's area, like close mm, to, yep. to the. So mm. all of it has kind of come together. While they're spying on him, they see him. He's talking on the phone with someone, correct? And I, I right? think, or, he, I, I don't know. I think he's just like, he's holding some papers oh, and yeah, 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 you just see his lips moving, but you don't hear what he says yet. He basically, Johnny is closer. Johnny's looking through the window and he's seeing this guy and we just see an ax come into the guy's head. (gasps) Not an ax. And it's bad. It's like, it looks really gruesome for an 80s movie. It looks, I thought this was the most realistic looking one. The book critic gets murdered. Yes. Who who we suspected. Oh, I like when they do that, when they're like, never mind. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that was our, our main suspect at this point. And Johnny sees him get killed and they go to make a run for it. He goes and Peter, he finds Peter who was like hiding in the bushes. And now Peter has a head wound. Um, and he's like, ah, somebody hit me. Somebody came in and hit me, picks Peter up. They get back in the car. They drive home. And, and when you're watching this movie, you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's kind of like a dynamic between the detective and Peter where the t- detective kind of knows that he's holding out information on him, I think. And he's kind of like, if you know, if you like suspect something, maybe this already happened because now this guy's dead. But um, but they're kind of one of the little cat and mouse things that they're saying to each other is. Uh, he says, I read your last book and I figured out who the killer was on page 30, which I thought was a fun line for a murder mystery movie, because then my little brain is turning. I'm like, who did we meet early on? Ooh, <laughs> that's fun. That's a clever, Very clever, nice. clever line. And then they quote some Arthur Conan Doyle and they start, I think they do start kind of working together. And Peter's like, you know, once you rule out the impossible, the only thing left is like the most likely solution. I don't know. We've all heard that line. We've seen Sherlock Holmes. So is the assumption then now that the killer knocked out Peter potentially and killed this other, like chose yeah. to not mm-hmm. kill Peter? Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Peter's getting like notes after each murder too by the way and I, that was one thing that i was like he doesn't seem nervous enough that the killer just knows where he lives because <laughs> he's getting little little notes under his door each time there's a dead a dead person shows up right little hints little like like taunting sort of like things he doesn't seem scared he doesn't, well, he doesn't okay so after this the- because now they've had like a, a closer run and so this night he says Anne, will you spend the night tonight <laughs> Okay, so he's getting a little scared. So, yeah, and he's getting a little scared. There's some, um, I mean, in the trailer we saw, there's a line with his agent that's like, I want to get out of here. And he's like, no, like your book mm-hmm. tour is not over. He's like, well, my life is in danger. <laughs> yeah, so Anne stays with him and they hook up. Oh, this my God, I can't believe it. And so this is the first time that they've crossed sort of like the, the, the sort of the, the line of a platonic, uh, friendship into like let's just let's just say it making sweet love mm-hmm. let's um, just say it mm-hmm. and i think they even yeah. say well your wife was in the way for six years or something like that whoa <laughs> so they i guess have had some sexual tension not, not unlike fraser and ross 
<laughs> yeah, no, this and is classic Frasier and Ross. This is still in Rome. classic Frasier and Ross right here. We've all seen it. We know. We know mm-hmm. what's up. Uh, we see that the the next morning, well, Johnny is not doing well after witnessing someone being axed in the head. There's like a part where they almost get sure. in a car accident because he's so stressed. Um, he's just not doing well. Next morning, we see that uh, Bulmer, the, the agent, is hooking up with Jane, the ex-wife. And so maybe this is why <gasps> she is in Rome. Yes, yes. Oh. Yes. There we go. There we okay, go. but honestly, that's like... That makes sense. It's a more of a relief. Yeah, she's, there's a it's, reason, it's a, I guess. It's a, I'm glad she's yeah. not a stalker. Yeah. So, okay. So, it can't be her, right? Because she's, she's there for... She's there to she's hook there up for, with Bulmer. They both also, like, uh, assume that... Um, what's his name? Peter doesn't know anything about this. Yeah. So, Peter's planning on leaving Rome. And the detective is like, good idea. I think that's probably for the best. Like, it's clear that this... Um, this guy was kind of obsessed with you and yeah, like there's a serial killer basing things off your book. So probably good idea. Also so, feels like already not great press for the book. So, <laughs> right? you know, might as well or, chalk it up. Or the best press. Is it, or, or the, yeah, exactly. Is it the best ever press? Yeah, could um, be. Could Getting be. it all over the news. Um, and we get another the flashback to the woman in the red shoes and she is just walking and we see her kind of recognize someone and we see point of view pov like a hand stabbing her in the stomach oh god and and it was a flashback it's the same same night but from it looks the- maybe like a different day i mean she's she's still wearing the red shoes i think but i think okay, it is a different day or maybe the same day i don't know but it's we but don't it's know who current. it is it's not current Right. It, it, it's sort of that revolving uh, flashback where every time we see a little bit more and more of uh, what okay. okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Jane gets a like delivery. Jane is the ex-wife who gets a delivery right, okay. of red shoes. The same, very same oh. red shoes that this woman in the flashbacks was wearing. Where right. like, mm-hmm. Who sent these? She, I, 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 she probably mm-hmm. assumes Bulmer sent them. She puts them on. She's going to meet Bulmer. We see Bulmer waiting for her in kind of a town square type place. Uh-oh. And we see someone come up to him and stab him a bunch of oh, times. Oh, him! Right. Someone oh, stabs him. No. And we have no idea. And yeah, I, I mean, I feel like he was my next in line suspect at this point, right? Right. Yeah. And so Jane comes up just as he's, as they're discovering like uh, townspeople around are kind of noticing his bleeding out body. She walks up Whoa. just then, freaks out, flees the scene. She does. She doesn't go to like help him or like see if he's no. okay. She's just runs she just away. runs away. Um, yeah. and we see the. Is she wearing the shoes? She is wearing the shoes. Yes. Okay. Um, we see the uh, Peter's plane take off. He's leaving Rome. Getting oh, out of here. Okay. Anne stays behind to do some assistant stuff, I guess, finishing some things up. Um, and then Johnny, who is still not doing well, it decides to return to the scene of the crime. I feel like he feels like he has blocked something out that maybe if he goes back, he'll be able to remember it. He goes back and it replays in his head, and we see the thing that, that he said that the that the 
book reviewer said that we didn't hear the first time. Right, right. Is I yes, I killed them. I killed them all. What? Mm-hmm. Whoa! Wait a minute. <laughs> so, so there are two killers. So that killed now we know all, there are. <laughs> so now, yeah. That was a really so, bad impression of uh, Robert Durst, but so that's yeah. The same thing, right? <laughs> So then Robert Durst shows up and says, I know that this is people- no, so, so And he what can't stop then, burping. Yeah. And he can't stop. <laughs> and, then, um, and then, but before he can tell anybody, he dies in the car, correct? He yes. Gets, he, he gets choked out. And another, that's another part in the trailer that I believe they showed where it's like. Oh, uh, yeah, like- strangled. Strangled. Yeah. Uh, in, oh, right. On the Wikipedia, it says he's garroted to death, which is what it's called. But Ew, I just really? I hate that. That's an awful word. I don't know garroted. why I know it. Oh, it's because it's in a ton of French book that I read. They're always garroting things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <man>. God. <laughs> uh, Gotta be garroting. Always um, garroting. <laughs> always garroting. Stay garroting. That sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Hashtag stay garroting. Um, hashtag. <laughs> Grot life. Grot life. Uh, so... What happens? So he now my memory is coming back to me, and these parts are some of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're getting towards the end, and yep. uh, now n- nobody really knows. It. We think nobody go- knows what's going on because uh, Johnny's been killed, and then um, we basically to, to the was it the same house or was it a different house that uh, that and that um, that his ex wife comes to. Uh, so it's wherever Jane is staying. So Jane calls Anne because right. Jane's freaked out. Uh, she just saw her lover be murdered or like dead. Mm-hmm. She didn't see the murder, but she's freaked out. She calls Anne. So Anne shows up at her house. Well, first, no, before Anne shows up is a really good scene with Jane. So Jane is like sitting at her dining table. Do you remember this part? Yes, yes. So Jane is sitting at a dining table. She's scared as shit. Um, but she's waiting for Anne to show up and she has a gun out. She's, so she's holding her gun, basically waiting. She's sitting on the table by the, the, the uh, window. window. Mm-hmm. And this is another famous scene where suddenly out of nowhere, an ax comes through the window and cuts <gasps> off Jane's arm. And <gasps> then, what? Her arm? Yeah, her, her, okay. Her, her like entire okay. arm. And then like literally blood is squirting everywhere. It like, like spray paint. Yeah, it's like <laughs> everywhere. Oh and then she's going, ah! She falls down. She falls down, and we see the axe come down on her a couple of more times, and she's dead. And there, from that moment, also again, it flashes back to that scene when where that young woman was being murdered years ago with the red shoes. Oh, right, because she's wearing the red shoes too. Yes, yes. So it's like Mm. suddenly we get an idea that is there some kind of link here, whatnot. Then Mm. comes. I believe then comes the the uh, the young Italian detective. Yes, not the not not the main detective, but his female uh, partner, who right, we didn't right. talk too much about. But I thought I think you're meant to think that it's Anne because Anne is rushing to the house, and so you just see the back of her come in. This woman, and you're I I, I wasn't sure which one it was, and you just see an axe come down on her and kill her. And I yelled, "No, Anne!" Because I loved Anne. I have I said it? I love Anne. <laughs> And this is a crazy part. It turns out that it's not Anne. And then the, the murderer basically is like, oh, my God, I can't believe 
what I just done. Wait, do you, can you guys guess who the murderer is? Anne? <laughs> What's your guess? Because we're about to find out, Emily. Ooh, we're about to find out? Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Peter. It's Peter. Right. It's Peter. Right. It's he's Peter. the, only, he's the Peter. only one left. The reveal is so, and the reveal is so cool. And it's like, basically, he thinks that he's killed Anne. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe it, you know. And, and then suddenly at that exact moment that it reveals <gasps> it's him, the young Italian um, <clears throat> main detective guy. The main detective comes in and basically says, I knew it. So it was you. With Anne, too, at the same With time. Anne. Anne, like, screaming and freaking out. Anne is so I really shocked. wanted it to be Anne. I, like, really thought it was Anne this whole time. She looks so guilty in the trailer. <laughs> so all of her lines are dubbed. <laughs> he didn't want to kill Anne? No, because he, he actually did love Anne, right? Okay. Like, he didn't... Re- what, so what, basically what it, it turns out happened is, like, he wasn't the killer. The, the main real first killer was the was the a book reviewer. But when he came into town and started hearing about these murders and everything, it suddenly like awoke this memory in him of when he was young and he was he was basically humiliated by that woman and he killed her. So it rewoke this killer instinct in him and he basically started killing again. Whoa. So okay, so the flashbacks were him. He yes. was the one who had the, the shoe in his mouth. He had a repressed lust for murder. <laughs> right. That's a great Whoa. way to put it. <laughs> um, uh, the detective like makes Anne wait in the car and he's like, I, this is, this is, I put this together because there was a woman that died in his neighborhood in Rhode Island that was never solved. And I, I knew it was him. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I skipped it. I skipped something. Um, so first they're in the big confrontation and Peter slits his own throat yeah he literally says basically you're coming with me and then peter says no he fucking slits his own throat and he dies right there and then he basically and then the 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 cop goes back in the car to speak with ann right Mm -hmm. that's kind of when he like explains it to her he basically speaks to ann explains how he came to understanding that peter was the killer and what exactly happened um and then um the the detective goes back in the house, but this time when he goes back in the house, suddenly an ax comes to his back and kills him. And it turns out it was Peter and Peter never actually cut his own throat. He used this razor that squirts out fake blood. (laughs) (laughs) What an asshole. So he waits for Anne to come so he can kill Anne too. Cause he probably at this point basically, well, you know, I got to kill everyone, uh, you know, cause now everyone knows. Yeah. As he's waiting for Anne to come, so Anne comes inside the house. As he's waiting, Anne pushes the door open to come inside. It hits this statue thing that has a sharp thing, and it falls on Peter and goes in his chest and impales him. And it's like a huge spike. So literally, Anne opens the door. She's like, ah! And basically screams, just screams <laughs> impaled. And she screams and screams and screams, and it literally just fades to black. And then... You just hear her screaming for like literally like 10, 15 seconds as then slowly the ending credit sequence, the, the credits start uh, oh my gosh. rolling. Yeah. Credits over screams is a pretty cool choice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is cool. That is cool. I like Whoa. that. 
what the fuck? There were so many murders. There, were, I mean, this movie. yeah, it just and got so, to a point where it's like, well, it's got to be Peter. Literally, everybody else is dead. <laughs> everything up until the book or reviewer's Anna. death yes, was the book reviewer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Peter, his first kill in this new time is the book, was he killed the book reviewer. Yep. Right. And, and then killed Johnny. Gianni and then Jane and the literary agent. And I think the moral of all of it is, hey, go to therapy, deal with your, your pain, deal with, you know, yeah. yep. deal with your and, past. And being humiliated isn't a good enough reason to murder someone else. Well, it is if you're a man, because that's <laughs> the worst thing that can happen to you. Apparently, he like slapped her or did something weird. Like, basically, it was, he's obviously a piece of shit. He did something to her. Then they got him back for doing this like horrible thing to her. And then he killed, I don't know. So it's obvious this guy is sort of a sociopath from the beginning. Right. What did you guys think? Did you like it? Are you going to, are you going to watch it? (laughs) I might've watched it were it not for the arm getting cut off. I don't want to see all these women get stabbed. I just don't want to. I guess I would I would watch maybe the like I would watch clips of it. It does look really cool. Like the trailer looked really cool. It looks like a- it is. It's really cool. And listeners, if you're feeling if you're feeling brave, I do recommend it. If you're feeling brave and if you've got Shutter, watch it. I would watch the tracking shot. That sounds interesting. It's on YouTube. The tracking shot is on YouTube. There's definitely it's a very cinematic piece. So if you're a fan of cinema, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, when I saw it, I was just kind of young and stupid and didn't realize how some of these themes and some of the sort of things in it was just like fucked up as much as I just looked at it. I saw sort of like, oh, this is like an Italian, um, you know, Friday the 13th or like it's just like a slasher film. Right. But yeah, certainly when you really analyze what's happening, it's it's literally just a film that kind of promotes extreme violence towards women and it's almost like a fuck you for how dare you criticize me how for- dare you tell me that i do this watch me do it exactly so um it's one of those things where it's like looking back now you're like oh but as a kid when i looked at it i just didn't none of that stuff even yeah i was i was too ignorant i didn't really yeah look at it like that unfortunately. yeah um i mean i still liked it <laughs> Even though, even though, Sammy, are you going to watch more of them now? Have you seen? Have you seen like the I, yes, older Suspiria I have, no, I have, stuff? No, I haven't seen Suspiria. It does. It makes me want to watch more of his films. To be honest with you, I don't watch a lot of classic f- films these days. I don't know why. It's just kind of you assume they're going to be boring, right? Is that just me? <laughs> no, I assume that. <laughs> my my best friend, um, uh, who I lived with in college, um, refused to watch movies that were older than like from 2000. She's <laughs> like, I, can't, I just can't look at it. It's like too well, it's old. like I went to film school and I know that they're good. Like I know I've seen many and they're all good. And I don't know but why each time I have a hesitation. I'm like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for it. Well, it's because our attention spans yeah. are already totally yes, that's shot. that's exactly it. That's and exactly right. totally shot. True. And yeah, older movies, they just assume that you'll be able to focus on them. And I can barely focus on eight the 18 screens i have in front of me at one yeah. time yeah i can't focus on anything yeah but it's <laughs> worth it it's worth um making the time and and focusing because they're really good um and i really Probably enjoyed what this. i'll do is watch 
Call Me By Your Name again, which is set in Italy in the 80s, because I'm really just looking for that aesthetic. There we go. So it's very you, different vibe. If you want to watch but... an older movie, just watch Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> <laughs> the classic Call Me By Your Name. Call me by my, a lot of people don't know this. Call Me By Your Name is, is technically a remake of Tenebre. Uh, <laughs> without the without the uh, misogynistic uh, ritual murdering in it, right? It's the yeah. cut down. Cut down. It, it, yeah, a little bit. What good trivia! I'm trying to think of like whose perspective is it from? It's both are happening in the same universe. It's simultaneous. It's just that it, you know, a few streets down, there's this love story happening, uh, but there's also murder. <laughs> oh, right. Right, right, right. That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh my yeah, god! Exactly. <laughs> oh boy. All wow. right. Um, well, I think. Well, should we use the creepy? Oh, um, we've got whisper to. voice. That, oh yes. Okay, oh yeah. So, Wait, so who was doing the voice first? It was the book reviewer, and then Peter was like, "I could do the." That I think voice it was. Too. A, I feel like it was maybe only the book. Does the yeah. voice continue? Happen? I think. I think the voice stops after. I think the last time we hear the voice is. The landlord's mm. daughter, where he says, "Oh, okay, filthy okay. spy, filthy spy." Oh, okay, uh, so no. ew, he was a freak too. Ugh. He was, oh, yeah, freak. he was a freak. It's so gross the way that it's like that's whispering. Just, just listen, watch the movie, just to see how uh, creepy that whispering is. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yuck. But okay, Peter. So the way we usually close it out is with a with a voice. So this works out well. So we're all we'll all say goodbye in that voice. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, so for all of us here, not too scary, did it? Watch. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. So much for having me. Goodbye. <laughs> they filthy spy. Filthy spy. <laughs> Hi, friends. Emily here. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you are enjoying the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate, and leave us a review. It means so much to us. You can also follow us on social media at TSTW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast for all sorts of little goodies and messages from us, maybe some bonus apps coming up. As we've mentioned many times, it's really just a great opportunity for you. And next week's film is going to be The Invisible Man, which is available to stream on Sammy's Nemesis Network HBO Max. So check that out if you'd like before next week's episode. And as always, we will see you then. We love you so much. Bye. Bye.